Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. I'm Candace, and with me today is Brie. Hello. And Alice. Hello. So this is our very first episode, and we're starting off with Return of Jafar. Yay, I'm so excited. Did you guys watch this at all in your childhood? Definitely. Not as often as I watched Prince of Thieves, but absolutely. I couldn't remember. I was like, have I ever seen this? And I started watching it. Some things I was like, oh, this is jogging my memory. But I didn't remember it to be like what I watched. (laughs) So I watched this and I can remember all the lyrics to the songs. Oh my gosh, no way. No, because I vividly remember seeing the trailer for this during Disney Afternoons. And they're like, you can bring more of Aladdin's Avengers home. And I was like, I want to do that as a child. And I remember going to Target with my parents and being like, we have to bring Aladdin home. And luckily they indulged my obsession. Mm -hmm. My mom had a bad habit of, and this is what I think might have happened to my copy of Return of Jafar on VHS, is that my mom had a really bad habit of if there was a a movie that we watched too often that she didn't like very much, either because it was (laughs) annoying or loud or just she she thought was dumb, she would like hide it in the back of a closet somewhere and pretend like we lost it. Um, and That's kind of genius on your mom's part. It really, really was to go back and be like, wow, I haven't seen, like, pull out VHS tapes from her house and, like, sort the collection. I was like, wow, I didn't even know we had this. And she was like, well, for a minute, you didn't, because I got so <laughs> tired of you and your brother watching it over and over again that it went missing. And I feel like, I don't know if she did this to return to Jafar, but I feel like she did, because I remember watching it as a kid. And, but then I remember like not revisiting it. I definitely watch the third one, Prince of Thieves, way, way, way more often. And I think that it's possible my mom would have uh, hid this because she is not the biggest Gilbert Gottfried fan. And he's, he is in this movie a lot, isn't he? He's a star. It should have been called Return of Iago. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Because like, I was talking to Alice, we were DMing and she's like, Iago has two songs in this movie. Two solo numbers. And one of them is like romantic almost like, or he's like, it's the one where he's trying to like convince Jasmine to take Aladdin back. Isn't that one yeah. of them? Yeah. And I was like, this is not a song for Gilbert Gottfried's voice. None of the were was uh, songs for his voice. Okay, guys. So, so let's let's start off with this because this is the beginning of the straight to home video movies. So, do you guys remember the Little Mermaid series? Yes. Okay. So Disney, even before Aladdin came out, they're like, we love the series. We want an Aladdin series. I remember the and, Aladdin series. Yeah, the Aladdin series that ran for like I forget how many episodes. But like but for like it, a while, right? I remember yeah. watching it a lot as a kid. Me too. And one of the creators of the Aladdin series is like, I want the parrot in there. But he was trapped in the lamp at the end of the Aladdin movie. So they needed a story of how to get him out of the lamp <laughs> and with Aladdin, Jasmine, and the gang. Wait, so they just made this movie solely <laughs> so they could do the series with the parrot in it? Yes. He That's liked Iago that much. That is so funny. That's hysterical. This originally was just going to be an hour-long television special, but one of the people in charge was like, hey, why don't we just release this on home video? And it's actually like the perfect time because VCRs came out, I found out in the 70s, I had no idea. But by the time in the 90s, it was 
a norm for most Americans to have VCR player. So interesting thing about this movie is half of it was animated in Australia and the other half was animated in Japan. So, oh, okay. So it's definitely different quality because that's one thing I noticed the most when watching it. I was like, this is does not look. It switches within at the 34 minute mark. But it doesn't even look like, you know what I mean? Like Disney animation is even, I prefer the 2D most of the time. But this movie didn't even have like great animation. No, it seemed really cheap. (laughs) Yeah. So let me, let me give you guys a little bit more info. So the Aladdin, the feature length movie, the one that we all know and love, their budget was $28 million. Guess what Return of Jafar's budget was? Wasn't it like 300k? Yeah, I'm going to guess <laughs> I'm going to guess I'm going to guess like 2 like 2 million. Like something like something I think it was two, like something two or way million, lower. But it yeah, looks it like was, 200k. It was 3 million. <laughs> 3 million. Oh my gosh. It definitely feels it. There's a lot of moments in this film that feel like they like they cut a lot of corners with animation. Oh, yeah. um, times where it seemed like like they had pre-animated a scene and then realized they needed to set it at night, so they just darkened the whole screen. Um, yeah, and so then when they would it, they they would go from being like the characters would go from looking fairly dark skinned to looking fairly light skinned uh, yeah, at like the drop of a hat, and there was no like color correction to like help that transition be less like if they would go from one lighting to another lighting and their skin tone would change so drastically there was no like no like work done or money put into making it less like obvious it was so strange no it's very jarring the height of aladdin and jasmine like feel like it constantly changes (laughs) everything their their face shape sometimes like jasmine sometimes like was like her eyes are as big as her face in this one scene i was just like what is going on Okay, but guys, okay, so the film received mixed to negative reviews. Are you guys shocked? No. I'm absolutely shocked. (laughs) But it sold 15 million VHS tapes. Oh, wow. And it grossed over $300 million. Because no one knew the animation before buying it, right? They're just like, oh, Aladdin, I'll buy it. Yes, exactly. Like me, a child, seeing it on Disney afternoon and harassing my parents until they went and bought it. I think I went to the dentist and I didn't cry. So they bribed me with it. Oh, what a nice oh, gift. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happened. Or like I got a shot and I didn't like lock myself in the bathroom at the doctor's office. <laughs> well, congratulations. I know. <laughs> and what a, precious, what a precious present for you. Exactly. Uh, no, yep. One of those 15 million copies was 100% in our house. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's really it's really something, isn't it? <laughs> It felt like a relic, like a like uncovering a um like a time capsule from uh the early nineties. Everything Definitely. from like the song styles and the animation styles and, and all of that. It, uh and Jason Alexander doing the voice of like oh, the yeah. main yep. bad guy. Oh, right away I was like, That's Jason Alexander. That's Jason Alexander. <laughs> I did have a minute where when I was I was watching with a friend and I was like, is that Wayne Knight? And she was like, no, worse, it's Jason Alexander. And I was like, oh no. Worse. I got my oh. Seinfeld actors mixed up, but Jason Alexander would go on to go from directly from this to Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is a far superior Disney film. Oh yeah. And he was perfect for a gargoyle. Yeah, he's great as a gargoyle. He is not great as a uh, shockingly racist um 
uh, little thief guy. Well, they have a lot of problems uh, (laughs) with how (laughs) a lot of things are portrayed in this movie. Uh huh. Oh, oh, speaking of like yeah. the 90s, it's a bunch of white people. Yeah. <laughs> portraying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like I never feel like I can claim like Jasmine is one of my own because I'm like, no, nah, it's just some white lady's voice. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. Even though like Jasmine meant a lot, especially to like my little sister because she's like much darker than I am. Yeah, I mean, and she was like the first Disney princess that looked like her. Same. So yeah, it's it's kind of hard, to, even though like yeah, white woman played her. She still means a lot to. A lot oh, of definitely. Men, so. I mean, like when I say that, it's just like it's like a weird feeling, you know. No, I get that. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the big blue elephant in the room. There is oh. no Robin Williams in this movie. Not at no. all. No, there is not. <laughs> Do you guys know the story about? Why Robin Williams? I mean, decided not to I'm, come back? is it money? <laughs> no, I don't oh. know why he didn't decide to come back, but I I know that he made a point to come back for the he he came back for the third one because mm-hmm. he was really like bothered that he didn't like the voice no, of Genie anymore. He, right? No, he did not go because when he signed up to do Aladdin originally, he made a deal with Disney that the Genie would not be used as a promotional device. He would not take up more than 20% of the poster. It would not be advertised as a Robin Williams movie. Oh, I did hear about that. And guess what Disney did anyway? Oh, right away, of course. Well, Robin Williams, as the genie. Yeah. The whole mm-hmm. way that they got him back was, I think it was Eisner, gave him an original Picasso painting. No way. And the fact that a, huh. the um, presidents changed and they like, legitimately like apologized to him so instead we have dan castanello he's homer simpson exactly he's so, so and he sounds oh. just like homer simpson there he is oh. exactly homer simpson in this movie oh my goodness he, i i now i'm realizing as soon as you guys said that i was like everything clicks <laughs> he does sound just like i mean he's not even doing uh it's it's not like Dan Castanella doing a uh, Robin Williams impression. He's no. just being Homer Simpson. It's pretty yeah. good. It's actually not bad. <laughs> for like, I also like, I don't know how to feel because I grew up watching that series and he's also the voice of the genie in that too. Yeah. So hmm. it's like, it ties it into the show, I guess. Just yeah, like this, just like they wanted it to be. Um, oh, that makes sense. I, I actually don't think I really watched the TV series that much. So I couldn't remember so for me i was like oh this isn't robin williams oh this is weird is definitely weird but it 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 was similar enough that i was almost impressed i was like i guess if you're gonna recast robin williams this is the guy to do it but it's also just off (laughs) it's just different enough where you're like oh no hold on (laughs) yeah you just kind of tilt your head and go huh an odd choice i thought i thought i remember hearing back in the day that that he wanted to that he wanted to come back for the third one because he was irritated you know what nope i'm wrong i'm mixing that up with anthony daniels as c-3po <laughs> anthony daniels as c-3po was so mad one time when they released a star wars thing where he wasn't c-3po and he was like that didn't sound right so now i'm gonna come back and be the only c-3po <laughs> and i respect the heck yeah. out of that oh yeah <laughs> i mean i think we should talk about iago yeah he has a really good redemption arc guys a classic, like, Shakespearean redemption arc. Yeah. <laughs> he really, yeah. really goes all the way. 
I believed it as a child. <laughs> because that's something that's kind of insane, especially for like a child, because you remember in Aladdin, this is like an evil parrot. He was shoving crackers down the sultan's throat. He was making fun of people. Yeah, he was all in on the bad guy stuff. A classic sidekick bully. Exactly. So the fact that they made us believe as children and be like, yeah, no, I can see Iago being like friends with Aladdin and Abu now. I think they did that great because it does show people can change. Um, yeah. Even like the error. That's not ways. the reason they wanted him in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I suppose it's a good lesson for, for little kids. Like, you yeah. know, oh, you can see the error of your ways. And if you're really sorry and the pe- and people forgive you, then you can be a good person again. I Yeah. It's it's nice. It's also interesting that, like, Iago songs. is like, oh, do okay, let's talk about the music. Yes, let's. Some of these lyrics are a little weird. It's it's no whole new world or a friend like me. No. The only song I really like is like your only second rate, which is a Jafar song that he sings when he's like capturing the genie. Yeah, Jafar. I mean, every a good villain song is so important to a Disney movie. It can really make or break the but the whole he, thing. <laughs> he never had one in the uh, the the first movie, right? He did not. Yeah. He, so, he had Prince, Prince Ali reprise. Oh, yeah. Right. Just that to sing like thing. a Like yeah. a little bit. But it's good. I mean, and it's an excellent moment. Every yeah, good villain just, deserves a good song. Yeah, it's just interesting that we got it in a sequel and not uh, the original, you know? Yeah. Yeah, something that bothered me was, I and I had to, to look it up, because I was like, what is wrong with Jas- Jasmine's voice? And of course, because it's not... Uh, Leia Salonga singing for Jasmine. It's mm-hmm. uh, Liz Calloway singing for for Jasmine instead. Um, oh, she's Ansta- Anastasia's. She's voice. Anastasia's voice. She's also uh, the voice of the Swan Princess, Odette. And the- oh my gosh, yeah. Odette! I know she does a lot of voices, and she she is like extremely prolific in taking over as like the singing voice for other <laughs> for actors who can't sing. She just does it all the time. Um, but yeah, when she starts singing. I was like, no, that's not, that's not Leia Salonga. That's not how this works. Yeah. She's, it's just, uh, she sounded like every other princess. There was like nothing to, to set her voice apart. Oh, let's talk about Jasmine and Aladdin. So this takes place a year after Aladdin. And I like that they aren't married yet. They're taking their sweet time. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because like, that was another thing they wanted to talk about before they got to the TV series was it's kind of open-ended at the end of Aladdin. You don't know if they're married or not. And well, yeah, they just I kind guess, of fly away. Yeah. And I guess they didn't want a TV series about a married couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting choice. I mean, if you yeah, think so, about it, she was like, what, 16 in the movie? Yeah, 15, 16. They held off. They they saved the wedding subplot for uh for the third one. Yes. <laughs> now, does the third one take place after the TV series? Yes. Okay. Hmm. So, Brie, you got to watch the entire TV series. Cool. I'll, I'll add that to my queue along with Clone Wars is next. Oh, Clone Wars is excellent. So, I'm excited. It's ne- that's necessary watching. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm very behind in my Star Wars. Is it is the uh, Aladdin show on Disney Plus? Or I remember it being very charming, but who can trust the brain of a child, right? <laughs> I also thought that this movie might be actually. I was right. like, oh, I remember liking that movie. And oh, 
Uh, the Aladdin series is not on Disney Plus. <gasps> oh no! I am wondering if it's problematic. Ooh, I might have to commit some like no. piracy to find out. Some of this it's probably movie all on YouTube was problematic. So yeah. Also, re- weird question since we're on Aladdin. So it's been a year. How does he still only have two clothing options? <laughs> and no they shirt. Three million dollar budget. No, oh, yeah, sure. you, they um, definitely just reused animation from the first one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's still wearing his prince outfit, even though he's clearly not a prince. No, I know. And then street rat. I mean, there's no in between for him, I guess. Um, also, <laughs> did not bother you guys that the first thing we see Aladdin do is steal. <laughs> <laughs> but he's stealing from thieves, so it kind of cancels it out, right? In Disney morality, maybe. But <laughs> I'm like, where did that stuff come from? I'm like, and then he just goes and throws it out into the street. He just like, like a shower of gold. Yeah. And people. I was like, and like diamonds. He could have knocked someone out with that. Oh, definitely. I mean, that one guy got like a, I don't scepter. know what you call it, but you know, like a king a like holds it. Spree, can you hear me? What is it? Scepter. A scepter. Yes, thank you. That scepter <laughs> falls in his bowl. Could have knocked his rest of his teeth out. <laughs> he didn't have many left. No. And really, and what's he, he going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's he going to do with the scepter? But who's going to sell it But now everybody has gold now. He's just... The inflation rate in Agrabah it must be absurd. <laughs> it's like, but oh, what did damn, those Aladdin people think that talking. those people were thieves, too? And then they could get arrested. I mean, it creates a whole... Problem. Right? Oh no, no, I just found this scepter. It's like, yeah, okay. We watched somebody sure. steal it or somebody stole it and now you have it. So Yeah. So, you know uh, that they're justice is swift. You saw the first one. Like I was gonna just chop Jasmine's hand off, which who oh, I know. Like, yikes. Oh, um <laughs> big yikes. That brings up Right, big yikes. We're jumping around a lot, but the ending, well, close to the ending when Jafar sets up Aladdin oh, with the headed. <laughs> With the worst, like, evidence ever. It's the Sultan's hat, and there's a dagger. I <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, Aladdin went out and killed him, but then but brought back brought his back. hat. Yes, yeah, so it's like a trophy. When Jafar, disguised as Jasmine, is like, how dare you? Uh, oh, and Aladdin's like, oh, no, she doesn't believe me. He just, like, takes it, takes, <laughs> takes her, Jasmine's, like... Word for it that she's mad, you know, like he doesn't yeah. question like, wait, that doesn't sound like my girlfriend. He just like, he's like, oh, no, I didn't do it. I swear. And then, you know, Jafar Desmond's like, I hate you and and storms away. And he's like, oh, well, like, you know, I guess I, I, I messed that up again with her. I, guess I don't know. I'm that- killed. <laughs> I don't know. But the guard is like so excited about murdering Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> he still His holds smile? that beef. <laughs> From all the first, from all the shenanigans in the first one. Yeah, he's like, he, oh, finally, the street rat's gone. <laughs> yeah, I vividly remember that scene as a child, and I was like, how is this a thing? I do it's, think it's interesting how Jafar was transforming into people. Yeah, constantly. convincingly. Except like, when he did that thing where he changed his face really quick, and that, that was, was creepy, terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I would have been. Uh, I mean, I don't know how Aladdin didn't have, like, not dry pants after that moment. <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. yeah, his girlfriend's body with Jafar's face. 
Oh, how can he look at her again? Like, oh. Never ever look at her again. Traumatized forever. Yeah. It's like, Honestly, I'm sorry, Aladdin Jasmine, just I'm leave. Have to leave you because you uh, remind me of Jafar now. Uh. She's like, what? Is yeah. it? Honestly, I think Aladdin should just should just leave altogether. Not just because of that, but definitely because of that. But like, it really <laughs> did bother me that that as soon as Aladdin's like loyalty was called into question which all he was doing was hiding a parrot it's not like he was committing like horrible crimes but as soon as this loyalty is called into question like multiple times in this film they're just fully willing to to discredit him and not trust him and like there's no mutual trust in this family at all and like jasmine isn't like like, you guys are supposed to love each other. Like, give each other the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe, he, yes, he he hid the, the parrot from you, but maybe he had, like, a really good reason to. And, like, like or was planning to tell you later, just not right there in front of all these people. You know? Like, there's... It's, it didn't seem like that healthy of a relationship. But- no, as a child, I was like, Jasmine, you should be offended. You dump his butt. Aladdin's a liar. Why would he hurt you like this? And as an adult, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. He was obviously going to tell them because he said, right. speaking of Iago. But he was acting a little sus, you do have to admit. And then also, I'm sorry, how did she not see that birdcage? It, it just <laughs> it was so She was distracted obvious. by Aladdin. He's very roguish and handsome. I, I guess the chest hair. <laughs> no, there's no chest hair. There's, and there's no, no nipples. nipples either. Oh, right. There's no, right. We're right. Oh, I'm. Who am I thinking of? Gaston. Just smooth as a dolphin. <laughs> as a Ken doll. Oh yeah. Man. I mean, it just. I was just like, you have big eyes. Just look in front of you. <laughs> your eyes take oh. up most of your face. Exactly. Speaking of design, I'm doing really well with these segues. Um, <laughs> The genie loses his cuffs at the end of Aladdin. Do you remember that? Yes, because they're back that was, on. They're back on yes. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. that That's bothered weird. me so much as a kid. It was because so I'm weird. Like, that was part of his like enslavement. Yeah, why would like, he ever oh. voluntarily put them back on? Did they he think wouldn't. his wrists just look weird without them? Like, yeah, they just thought he looked better. That was his seriously. iconic. Seriously, so they thought he looked better as a slave. Can I guess you could say that? And that bothered me as a kid. You just said bothered you as a kid. So it's not like, oh, well, kids won't even notice because clearly we did. They're just. Yeah, because his whole they don't- arc was about being free. And then, like, he went to Disneyland. Yes. Yes, he did. He had a little goofy hat on and he. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Oh, yeah, that really bothered me. And you couldn't, like, you. he had to have the cuffs off to show, like, again, the, like, the difference between him and Jafar, right? Like, or that's yeah. Yeah. what should have happened. But, well, well, yes. Yeah, that's the whole thing is, like, when Jafar gets his cuffs in Aladdin, the first movie, he's like, what? And then he gets enslaved to re- the lamp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they make, I guess yeah. they didn't realize, like, how many times kids watch their VHS of Aladdin. <laughs> And I think that becomes a, a problem, um, and you see it, like, generation to generation. I see it all the time with, like, millennials talking to Gen Z, right? And Where you you just don't know what the kids are, are going to notice or what they're up to or, or what they're going to care about. So if, if they're animated, they're, like, full-grown adults animating this movie for little kids. They, um, or, like, home video, like, like home videos and VHSs are really starting to to take off and everybody now newly has a VCR in their home. But these older generations who don't don't think like kids, obviously, 
would mm-hmm. just go, well, they, they, you know, they won't notice. They won't care. And uh, and then we did. We did notice and care. But it, it's well, it's I think, I think it's just like a culture gap. They were like, oh, whatever. We can just animate this. And I mean, obviously, they still made all their money. But right. Uh, but I think that's just showing like the people who care more about what they animate and people who just like don't care about those details because um like great animated shows like remember small details mm-hmm. you know and i feel like even though they're sequels they should carry on right the same care yeah. trying yeah. to rewatch some of those old disney afternoon shows is tough because there's no continuity the animation differs so often mm-hmm. when i watch something like i did recently a few years ago rewatch some of the latin series i don't know how i saw it <laughs> But then I watched the Rapunzel series, the Tangled Avengers, and their animation is consistent. Their storylines, it's just beautiful piece of art, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I've heard that the Tangled show is excellent. I just, I think that just over the years that people started taking kids programming more seriously and yeah. finally realized that like, oh, these kids, they care about about the narrative and they don't just want to see pretty pictures on the screen. And it's when, you know, from the, I guess it must have started in the nineties to, to today where people start taking not just kids media more seriously, but starting taking kids more seriously. And so shows become a little bit more advanced and, and tackle tougher topics. And, and I think, I think that's wonderful. Some of the kids shows today that my, my friends who are like new parents are, are like, Oh my gosh, you will never believe how advanced some of these shows are and and how cool it is that I can introduce my my kids to these more complex ideas earlier and and follow narratives because because kids can do that. Yeah. And but yeah, back in back in the day, it was just like, I don't know, let's just draw something that looks like a toy and have it talk in a funny voice and they'll buy the toy and be entertained and out of our hair for a few minutes. <laughs> Um, it's true. It's all about marketing. Yeah. And I guess it's like the, like the genie is known for this look with the bracelets. Let's call them bracelets instead of cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch, though. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> As a- oh, guys, do you think the Marvel execs saw this movie? And that's where they got the end credit scene for him? Did you guys watch past the credits? For 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 which for which one? Return of Jafar. There was wait. There was an end credit scene for. Yeah, I had <laughs> yes. no idea. For this abysmal. Yes, for this. No way. Yes, it's like a twenty second clip. What? It's abysmal, hanging from a tree and saying something like, "I still have one le- wish left" or something like that. Oh my gosh! What did that you is wish so for? funny. He didn't wish for anything. He's or he's like, what about my wish? You know, because Jafar's like dead. Oh, they right. literally kill off Jafar. In this. <laughs> Absolutely, let's talk about that. There's no vagary here. Jafar is gone now, uh, for sure. Actually, no, no more returns. Nope, there was a return. In the there show, there was a. Do you guys remember this or no? No. Okay, no. let me continue because I re- vividly remember this. There was a crossover of Hercules. The TV series and the Aladdin series, and Hades makes friends with a dead soul Jafar oh in the my, underworld. Oh my goodness! I am not making oh this up, guys. No. I know it sounds like I am. No, I just I. <laughs> that's just hilarious to me. Oh my god! Yeah, so Aladdin and Hercules team up. 
to defeat the Jafar and Hades combo. Okay, I yeah, I'm gonna go find I'm gonna go find it and watch it, and then yeah, never stop that. talking about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, because actually, like Hades and Jafar are like two of my favorite villains. So oh, they're wonderful. The ultimate duo, sassy. Both yeah, they definitely. Like, I'm pretty sure they annoyed each other, or like Hades thought he was too dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> they're both so dramatic. Oh, I know. That's what's so great. Interesting. Okay. Interesting so crossover. They, he did return again. That's wild. Okay. But he's definitely dead, though. Yeah, he only he's returned dead. because he made friends with Hades. No. Oh, he was wow. trying to, though. Wow. I didn't know there was an anchor. No, I didn't watch the end. As soon as it was, o- it was over, I was like, I'm done. They probably <laughs> I gotta go. thought Jason Alexander was very funny. and they They bring him back for the series. Really? Oh. Yeah. Man, that dude was everywhere in the 90s. Yeah, he Abysmal is part of the series. They have a bunch of reoccurring villains in that series. Okay. He has such a strange little piece of animation. He's got a very, he's not not a good looking cartoon character by any means whatsoever. And I noticed yeah. when I was, I was watching this one and then the other day I was watching Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. And I did notice <laughs> that a lot of times, um, these characters, especially the bad ones, they get like yellow eyes. They're they're mm. like eyeballs. the The whites of their eyes are like tinted yellow. They do it to like the whole evil pride in uh in Lion King two, yeah. and they did it to Jason Alexander. Where I was like, this is a terrifying little piece of animation, and I wonder if it was just like I don't remember any of the main Disney movies doing that, um, or if they did it, it was more subtle. But it was like <laughs> it was like on Microsoft Paint when you just drop the paint can into a space and just color it one solid bright yellow on on this guy's eyes, and it was weird. It was well, real- these movies are like a lot shorter than a regular right length feature film. True. Like I was like, oh, can I watch this? It's pretty late already, and I'm like, I'm already done. It's almost <laughs> midnight. But I, but I could have waited a couple minutes longer apparently and watched it. Yeah. In- and credit scene. No, I had to go to work. I crammed it in. Oh, I, I just was like, as soon as it's done, I was like, all right, thank goodness that's over with. <laughs> Let me wash my hands of that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to ask this question because it, it just, okay, Jasmine had a different outfit, but not Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Was no, she I in, what, what, what was she, was she in purple? Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was in, in purple. purple. That was like her, her end credits moment like when they're flying away at the end of um, oh that's right the so first they just one. kept her in that outfit for a year okay cool i guess <laughs> animated people wear the same I thing know. Brie. I know. three million dollar budget <laughs> three and again million. in the series aladdin is lives in the palace or he doesn't live in the palace but he is still like engaged to jasmine so where did, and i mean does he yeah where live? does he live yeah I think he and the genie and Abu and Iago still live in his, like, penthouse above the city. The one that he pays no rent for. (laughs) No, wait, doesn't he get, like, when he was in the first movie, when he was staying uh, there, when he was still pretending to be Prince Ali, he gets, like, a little, like, um, like a little pool house or something, like a, like a back house on the ground somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. I really, (laughs) I remember them using that area again. Maybe they just use it as, like, a hangout in Agrabah. But he never gets a costume change because, again, that's the iconic Aladdin outfit. Well, that's true. And it's all about marketing. It's because they're (laughs) stupid and they wouldn't recognize Aladdin without the outfit. Oh, that's right. Because 
he uh, who is this man now? I don't know I, him. I don't recognize him. I don't this know guy. if he has nipples or not. <laughs> There's like definitely no nipples there, right? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Aladdin. <laughs> it was still fun to watch though. Right? Like the nostalgia, like Oh, I had a great time. Back. I had a great time. Yeah. I grabbed a, I grabbed a friend and we just kicked back and watched it and it was um it was it was definitely fun. It wasn't it I, wasn't tedious and it wasn't like um it it wasn't like um I mean it was a little annoying, but it wasn't like like bad. I I, I mean it, I mean it's not a, it's not great. It's hard to classify because I just wanted to like I was like, "Oh, this is, you know, fun. This is just like a good time." Yeah. You're still, I don't know. I definitely watched this like a hundred times because it's in my brain somewhere. <laughs> and See, it I don't came think out. I watched it a lot growing up. Like, I just think I was like, eh. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I like Gilbert Gottfried and, you know, he's funny. He's definitely funny. That voice, though, not necessarily not. meant for solo songs. No. <laughs> Romantic songs. He kind of does a duet with Jasmine. Oh, yes. No, it's like a... I was thinking about this. I was like, huh, I wonder if any kids in, like, uh, performing in Thespian did this as, like, a little, like, trio piece. Is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just what came to my head. I'm like, oh, this would be hilarious. Oh so my gosh, you guys funny. know, you guys remember the live action Aladdin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I finally watched it. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we did a whole podcast episode on our other podcast when it came out and that movie did fantastic at the box office so of course that means sequel so there are rumors that return of jafar is what that sequel is going to be no i don't like that i mean they would have to make it completely different it would be the first time an animated direct-to-video disney film is adapted for live action i mean but they would have to adapt it. Like, I mean, it would be a different yeah, script. Should, it would just have we, the same name. Can we just skip it? Can we skip Return of Jafar and just go to Prince of Thieves? Like, but no, I think if they did it, oh they no. would really have to just rewrite everything. Because really, we didn't get an Iago. So that would yeah. already be gone. I mean, I really think they could make it menacing. But it just on how far they want to take it. I'd see it. Of course I'd see it. I feel like, too. I feel like if they it. did it, there would be an epic battle between Jafar and then the genie, you know, Will Smith. It, it could be cool. But the genie is a human man now. Oh, I know. That's why it'd be cool. <laughs> He's like dead in five minutes. Oh, that's the whole thing they kept repeating is like. Jafar can't kill anyone because he's a genie, but you will be surprised what you can live through. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was that really was shocked dark. how many times they said that line. It was a lot. Like, you could make a shot <laughs> game of it. Playful. Right? It, yeah. Turn it into a drinking game. Just yeah. Every time they say that horrifyingly, like, like basically like, supporting, I don't know, torture? Like, what are they? Yeah. I like, don't know what whoa. they were supporting, but it was like, okay. It was really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's right. You said a lot. Hmm. You'd be surprised what you can live through. Like, what? It's like, okay. Are you kidding me? Um, Jafar's trying to make it a popular slogan. <laughs> like, this is my new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But it just reminds me of, like, are they, like, just calling... 
I don't know. Are they trying to make a statement about? I don't know what type of statement they want to be making about that, though. I think it's just to remind people, like, oh, why don't they just kill Aladdin? Get it over with kind of thing. Yeah, but or they're just really disturbed. Speaking of which, <laughs> there are thirteen writers on this movie. I yeah, I saw that. that when the credits started to roll, and I was like, "That's too many writers. Way, <laughs> too, way too many for this script." They it's definitely like a seventy minutes. <laughs> it's definitely that they had to credit all of the writers who, like, they probably assigned it to two people. And then um, two other people took it and rewrote parts of it. And then two other people took it and rewrote parts of that. I mean, the script is so strange that it had to have gone through, like, the most rewrites. And instead of just saying, written by the Disney writing staff, they just had to credit (laughs) every single one of them. Writer's Guild rules. It's just, wow, that was too many people. I don't even know if I would want my name on this script, like, even to get into (laughs) The writer's guild. I've been like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> you can leave me out. You can call this one for free. This yeah. was a pro bono thing. <laughs> you can say it's Smithy or whatever that pseudonym is people use when they're ashamed of their work. Oh, yeah. I, I get a kick out of that. Yeah. When people are like, well, I didn't. I didn't do this. Somebody, some other random. It's just surprising. And there is, what, two directors as well? That sounds right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay, so are you guys excited about King of Thieves? Oh, absolutely. I, I remember it being better. Yeah, I remember liking it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I loved King of Thieves as a kid. I mean, it's probably been like 20 years since I've seen it, but I remember loving. Because that one has King Aladdin's of dad in it, right? Yeah, his deadbeat dad. Yeah, his deadbeat dad. And I, I have such strong memory. It is King of Thieves. I've been referring to it as Prince of Thieves this whole time, but that's a Kevin Costner movie. Um, <laughs> that's a Robin Hood movie. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, yeah, Prince of Thieves is definitely a Robin Hood, Kevin Costner movie. So never mind. King of Thieves, yes. Um, I have very strong memories of it. And Robin Williams comes back for it. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember it being really good. I remember the Midas touch thing and... and um, yeah. I think I remember that one more than this one. And, and after watching it, I, I get why. <laughs> so <laughs> You're I, like, even as a child, I had good taste. Yeah, exactly. I was like, mm, I was above this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mm. looking for an excuse to to watch it and see if it holds up for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. I want to see how they portray, like, the bad guys. Which I assume Definitely. is including Aladdin's father, if I can remember that. Yes. Yes. Cool. Alice, you have a Disney podcast. That's true. I do. Well, it's a it's a theme park podcast. But as we okay. all know, Disney is the like gold standard of theme parks. So <laughs> we end up talking about Disneyland nine times out of ten. But yeah, it's called Those Happy Places. It, we subtitled the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. So we'll take a, a ride or, or a park or some aspect of, of themed entertainment and talk about like why it's important culturally and why it's uh, how like rides and deserve to be a media that's talked about just as often and just as critically as books or, or films. Because uh, so much design work goes into a theme park ride or, or a theme park experience and um, and it deserves to be talked about. So it, it's the it's so much fun. I host it with my best friend, Buddy Duquesne, and um, and he is just the maybe the smartest person I've ever met. And it's so, it's such a fun podcast to, to make and uh, and a cool topic. So 
thosehappyplaces.com. And that's it for our very first episode of Straight Out of Home Video. I can't wait to go on this adventure. I'm scared of Hunchback 2. Oh, no. (laughs) Why did you have to remind me of that one? It's so bad. Oh, no. Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. Oh, I know. Oh, no. It's going to be an adventure. A wild ride.